Hey, just a warning. While Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where we have the meats. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. So, I, I was thinking about it. Speechless. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I was. I'm speechless in part because I was thinking about it, and this is, I think, maybe the first episode of Fuller House where I don't have much to say about the first scene. That's true. It Me does feel either? like it starts off say. pretty low key. Every single episode, the first scene goes on for like 15 minutes. And has oh, yeah. 800 crazy things happen in it. But not really this one. I, I mean, I guess maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I, no, I mean, there are things, but it's not as eventful as usual. So I was just like, what to say about this episode? Also, yeah. I mean, I think we say every episode is a little baffling, but this episode... It's, I'm having some trouble wrapping my head around it. Well, we can all take comfort in the fact that this had probably two of the greatest moments of our original watch, watch through of Fuller's House, or Fuller House, rather. Fuller's House is our podcast. Thank you for listening. Yes. yes. But we had two of our greatest <laughs> moments for our original watch through. My greatest prediction ever and the Joey moment. <laughs> it was also great because the Joey moment has been passed on from you to me. Yes. This is true. <laughs> you you just this let it rip this time. It, it just it wasn't even like as you. a it wasn't even like as a joke. That was just my natural yeah, reaction was just... to Dave Coulier. <laughs> and I think these were two I just want to give credit where credit's due. I think Harrison, these are both these were both moments from you. Yeah, like, yes, I was yes, like, I don't remember I, yeah. specific shows, but like Harrison showed up for this episode on the original watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. This like Harrison was really the MVP on the original watch, at yes. least for this episode. Yeah. Now, as for the podcast, obviously, I am like the untouchable class, <laughs> the untouchable. I didn't. Cast. I didn't want to say it, but you're the weak link. Oh, ouch! Goodbye. <laughs> And I just explode right now. <laughs> I just like press a button and Harrison spontaneously combusts. I don't know why I didn't go to like press a button, but I was just like, one of us just stares at Harrison and he explodes. <laughs> I don't know why I gave just, us like, superpowers. I just like shoot head. lasers out of my eyes at Harrison yes. through the screen of this Discord call. <laughs> How to improve the podcast, Harrison. And then it's just... <laughs> And then at the very end, I come back as a zombie and I, I, I ruin the podcast forever with my presence. I know our hubris. <laughs> yeah, that's hubris. That's what hubris is. <laughs> well, our hubris was we thought we could do the podcast without him. But as it turns out, we need Harrison. Because I thought you were saying our hubris was we thought we could kill Harrison, but he came back as a zombie. <laughs> You know what? That also works. <laughs> I'm just saying, if that's the story, I don't know if the lesson that I'm gaining from it is about hubris. Maybe it's about friendship. Maybe it's about not murdering I mean, people. I also just really like saying the word hubris. It's a it's good a fun word. word it to is say. a fun word to say. There, there, are there any other great Greek tragic flaws that are fun to say? Is it just hubris? Maybe you're wrath. being very specific in it's, what kinds I of mean, words you're I looking mean, for. Yeah, complex. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I mean, fucking your mom is pretty fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, Fuller House. Fuller House. Whoopsie. Yeah, Oedipus did a real big whoopsie. He did a big. Whoopsie. <laughs> Can we get that on like a T-shirt? <laughs> Oedipus did a real big whoop whoopsie. <laughs> The things I say on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't they get a better baby? <laughs> Why couldn't they get a better baby hater, Mark Green? <laughs> okay, this brings us to the first scene, which eventually does have some real, some real babies in it. It does have some babies. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so we have uh, the Jackson party, right? That's how we open up. 
Is that it? No, it's well, we I start think off Jay with Money, Jay Money just is like leaving. Walks down. Down. Oh, yeah. okay, right. Yeah, yeah, Jay Money walks downstairs and he's got a real big history test. Right, that he's right, very yeah. well prepared for. He's very prepared for. And, and DJ Jay quizzes like, him. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DJ quizzes him. He gets it right on the money. They make a Hamilton joke. Yeah. Uh, and Jay Money's like, yeah, I've never really got into a test like this. I, it feels like I actually like am prepared for the test. <laughs> Jay Money has never studied once in his life. Do you think he went into every test like ready to have a heart attack at any moment? Like, you know, he was so underprepared and he had absolutely no idea why everyone was so calm. I think I think he was just like he didn't care because he was like that at that point. He was like that cool, because if we oh, remember, right. Jay Money used to be uh, a bit of a bad boy. boy. A bit of a bad boy, bit yes. Of a bad boy. And then he made the full transition from bad boy to sad boy around like season two. And there yeah. was peace on earth. He's growing. And the world rejoiced. <laughs> the world rejoiced. Yeah. It's really, it is really a cautionary tale that if you're, if you're not careful, if you just throw away your responsibilities, you don't care about morality or like you use your little brother, you're just gonna end up sad. <laughs> and one of our favorite characters. Yes. So really, it's so a net better. positive for the world. It's a net positive. Jay Money is so much better now than he was at the beginning of the oh, show. Oh, for God. sure. He was. He became so much better when he started referring to himself as Jay Money. Jay Money. Jay Money. Which? Which? Okay. So I feel like we need like a meme, like the Virgin versus the Chad. Which is the Virgin Jay Money, and which is the Chad Jay Money? That's the Virgin the Jackson Fuller the Virgin versus Jackson the Chad Fuller Jay Money. Versus the Chad Jay Money. There yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, he goes in. He's gonna he's gonna go to that test. He's gonna he's gonna kill it. And then uh, and then Aunt Becky comes in. But I but I also think it's significant when he walks down the stairs. He's walking down the stairs with Max, and DJ says, "How's my little genius?" And Max uh, responds in Japanese, thinking she's talking about him. Because <laughs> um, Max is. Do you think he also then says something in Swahili? Yeah. What does he say in Swahili again? I think he. I think DJ's like, oh, I, I, I was talking to to J Money. She doesn't say J Money, but she should have. And yeah. then Max is like, he expresses his anger in Swahili or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Which, okay. do you think? I'd like to think. Here's my here's my theory. I think he really sat down and studied Swahili. I think he picked up Japanese from watching anime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah, new headcanon, Max is a weeb. And follow-up question, what do you think Max's favorite anime is? Ooh. Sailor Moon, by far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's like sense. I know that was a joke answer, but I'm like, that's 100% what it is. I was thinking... Exactly. Uh, yeah. It works on both levels. It, yes, <laughs> that mm -hmm. actually does work. <laughs> we haven't, it works on we, both levels. We haven't finished the show yet, but Max is going to do a magical girl transformation. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, and then Aunt Becky comes in. She's here and not in prison. Hey. And she's got a baby. Yay. I like how every Taking sentence you ever say about Aunt Becky is trying to make a joke about... <laughs> <laughs> about Lori Laughlin. About Lori Laughlin, yeah. It's just, it's just so she's easy. She's got a baby. She's got a baby. The it one is. episode where Becky's taking care of the baby rather than Jesse. Listen, at this point, the USC rowing dreams are still alive, which is why she's with the baby. She's yes. she's um, raising her own team. Her 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 yeah. elbow hasn't been injured which, yet, which means she tends to. Which really join ties the into uh, the main Becky plot of this episode. If I may go ahead a little bit here, uh, because she pulls Stephanie aside a little bit later and says, "I'm taking you to a fertility clinic because I don't because I think you should try to have a kid. Why? Because my kid's gonna be on the USC rowing team, and I mean she's got to know her teammates, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're doing this together. Yeah. It's just. So weird that wanting a baby or wanting other people to have babies is Aunt Becky's one character trait in this show. Yeah, it's so like odd. she was a full she was a full person in the original Full House. Yeah, yeah she had a life. She had I don't a know life what her life is. Like, it's also incredibly ironic given what has happened to Lori Laughlin since Fuller House ended. I I understand. Since the middle of Fuller House. <laughs> I'm just so entertained by the fact that you literally can't say anything about the character that's not about Lori Loughlin and the it's either Look, 
It, her entire character is babies. You don't have the pleasure of having watched Full House like Mark and I. So you don't you true. don't know what to go off of except she's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've ever said that, but Zach hasn't really seen Full House. Yeah. Wow, you're just exposing me as a hashtag fake fan. <laughs> Zach, this is a Fuller House podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's and true. you are definitely a fan of Fuller House. That's true. We are big fans of Fuller House. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> oh, I just haven't had time to go back and watch the prequel series yet. Yeah. All yeah. right. I I mean I it's like Star Wars. Yeah. The, you know, like <laughs> you watch it's exactly the like Star Wars. There's no way. The there's no way the prequel yeah. series could measure up to the original Fuller House. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although I will say, like, like the Fuller House special editions, like, friggin' suck. Oh yeah. Just yeah. adding in, like, a CGI slug talking to DJ. Oh, God. <laughs> Making sure that Joey doesn't shoot first in the, dr- yeah. in the duel between he and yeah. Jesse. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're gonna we're gonna edit out J-Money shooting that guy because it's not, like, sympathetic. J-Money fucking murdered a guy. That's part of his character. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. That's canon. J-Money because you don't know what he's gonna do. He's killed a guy, and you know why? And he'll fucking do it again. He'll do it again, and you know why? Why? Because he's why? a bit of a bad boy. Yes! <laughs> Han Solo, oh the original God, bad dude. boy. The original bad boy. The original bad boy. So, uh, the scene ends with everybody sees Becky's baby and goes like, Oh, cute baby, 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 baby. I think that's the real line. And then, something like that. And then they see Tommy and they're like, oh, Tommy, we're not we're not not paying attention to you. Oh, baby, cute baby, baby, baby. And then Max is like, hey, what am I? Chopped liver. And it's like, Max, you're seven years old. These are like one year olds. Max, you're not a baby. And I just want to say, like, the thing I walked away with in this opening scene is Max is jealous of both Jay Money and Tommy in a really weird <laughs> way. Yeah. Where it's like Max not, has middle child syndrome. Yeah, I, 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 which I understand it's rough, but it's also like J Money's not a, like Max is so accomplished. They, they establish many times like Max is is smart and a, achieves things, and everybody thinks he's cute, and he's and just any time the one time either of his brothers are getting attention, he's like, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> he's spoiled by good graces. Yeah, I am the best brother. That's what it came off as to me, rather than middle child syndrome. It's because it's not like, oh, Max Jay Money is just an the oldest. Genius. He's the youngest. They always get the attention, and I'm left nowhere. No, Max is kind of like, yeah, an evil genius. He's just an evil genius. Yeah, yeah. And he's the golden child. Max is the golden child, and he's uncomfortable when Jay Money even gets a modicum of respect from his mother. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. Uh. And then it cuts to Ramona doing her dancing. And Fernando is also in the background. And he's Actually, we kind of went over the important part, but there's actually, then it's the scene with Becky and Stephanie where Becky's oh, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to have fun, go to the wharf, get you a pelvic ultrasound. Yes, I said pelvic ultrasound. Yep, because Becky literally cannot let this issue drop. She She is forcing that baby into Stephanie's womb. If it functions at all. <laughs> She's trying to make an all fuller USC rowing team. <laughs> like, I don't understand what the problem is. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge and then we can move on. Like, it's kind of weird for this show that the first scene is basically like Jay Money's super prepared for his history test and Becky's here. And that's kind of all we get from it. Yeah. And then uh, the yeah. second scene is Becky going up to seven. He's like, you're going to have a fucking baby, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So we do get some like uh, some stuff up front. But yes, then. Ramona and Fernando. Ramona's dancing. Fernando's dancing in the background. He is killing it. Our good sweet boy, Juan Pablo de Pache, please come on our podcast. Just come on our podcast. We would love to have you. Please come on the podcast. Prove yourself the best he, dancer. He really is killing it. I think He's they finish it, it and Kimmy says like, oh, you were so great. And Fernando goes, thank you. <laughs> She's like, I was talking to Ramona. And he's like, Ramona was not as good as, as old Fernando. Can we do a special episode of the podcast where we get Juan Pablo Depache to finally come on our podcast and we do it in video and we invite Ramona's actress, I forget her name, and they do a dance-off? 
We just need a we need a dance off. We need a dance off. A dance off between Fernando and his daughter. Or a dance off between us three. Good time, boys. Oh boy, battle that, right yeah. We 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 do a dance off between Fernando and Ramona, and then we follow it off with a good time, boys dance off, and we are just not nearly as good at dancing. That's one hundred percent what would happen. Yeah, that's one hundred percent what would happen. Except you know, Mark would kill it with Mark's ten years of dance experience. What can I say? It's a passion. And then um, the someone knocks on the door, and uh, Max is like, eh, "It's always open. It's the catchphrase." And then here's one of the greatest moments from our original watch through played again. It's Joey. He's at the door. Yes, he comes Joey. in. And on our first watch through, all right, so something happened between both watch throughs. The first time it was Harrison, the second time it was me who said it. But he comes in and we. Yelled, well, here's. I was just going to say, what I remember happening is it's Harrison and then it sort of spread to all of us. Yeah. Like, I, I had a visceral reaction this time as well. I think we were all kind of having that reaction, but go ahead. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't know. So the first time, yeah, the first time we watched, I think it was probably this episode when it happened. It, there was some episode where... No, I think it was like, this oh, episode. This episode. Dave Coulier just enters the room and Harrison just goes supernaturally. Oh, no. I, I feel like, I think we've talked about this moment on the we, podcast We've talked about this. It was we, just we such a beautiful have. moment between all of us three as friends just watching this show. It was. What was remarkable movie. about it was just the gut reaction. Like, it was so funny to watch because it was Joey enters and Harrison just gut reaction goes, oh, no. <laughs> and we had never thought about it that way before, but we immediately were like, that is the appropriate reaction. That is the appropriate that reaction to just, Dave Coulier. Just instinct, reflex. Yeah, and like this episode, I felt I had the exact same gut reaction because I forgot that it was happening. Well, to be fair as well, I think it's so great in this episode. We're always, I mean, we're always, air quotes, excited to see him. <laughs> um, <laughs> meaning we have this reaction yeah. <laughs> every time we see him. Um, but... I think what's significant is this time he comes in and his first line is, I'm back. <laughs> he's taunting you. It's like he's taunting yeah. you. He really proves himself to be a little shit this episode. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. He like, <laughs> I like, yeah, I really understood Harrison's gut reaction the first time because I had that exact same gut reaction this time where like he comes in and he goes, I'm back. And I had a gut reaction immediately of, oh, no. And like, not even because of the joke. It just kind of came out. And it's like all of the worst Joey stuff. He doesn't even have Mr. Woodchuck. He just brings his kids. But he does have his four demon spawn. His horrible children are here. Yeah, they, they all horrible, run in. Terrible children. And for a second, I really thought, okay, because Ramona and Matt say like, like Joey says like, oh, I have someone here. And Ramona and Matt say, I really hope it's Mr. Woodchuck. I was really hoping that each kid would run in and flash their own Mr. Woodchuck. Oh, that would have been so good if there was a family of Mr. Woodchucks. Yes. Oh, no. The Woodchuck family. That would be amazing. Would... Wait, make it wait, happen, Netflix. Wait. Yeah, I was going to say, is that our spinoff? Is that our spinoff? The Woodchuck yes. family? Yes, the Woodchuck, yes, family. The Woodchuck family. Now, now, is it like the Partridge family where it's like they're a family that performs together and they all have woodchucks or is it like dinosaurs where it's a family sitcom about a fam about Mr. Woodchuck's family. <laughs> I feel like it's a but bit they're of all both. puppets. Yeah. It's like a family sitcom with our family, but they also all perform. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, well, okay. Yeah. I, well, what I meant is, is it about Joey and his children as humans or the all performing with woodchuck puppets. Uh, or is it I'd, about the okay. woodchucks? I'd imagine it would be like an Avenue Q situation where like the puppets are the characters, but you can clearly see that they're being like held up by a human person. Mm. Yes, that would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, I might throw out the dinosaurs thing where it's just human actors in woodchuck suits. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That would... Ooh, I, I'm kind of tempted to go with that one because I'd imagine they'd all be like, like not like fully automated suits. I'd imagine they would just be like a woodchuck mascot costume. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have yes. the budget dinosaurs had. They didn't have the Jim Henson Corporation. So yeah, they just have like woodchuck. It would be like it would be like a same the same kind of like house as Fuller House, like that entire thing. 
but they're all in woodchuck mascot costumes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like again, not like dinosaur. There's no mouth articulation. Yeah, no, nothing. It, no. They're all voiced by Dave Coulier, so you cannot tell who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dave Coulier it's, doing like yeah. different voices. It's really a mess. It's not a good show. <laughs> Netflix, please pick it up. This is Netflix. Please do this. Please, it'll make us really happy. <laughs> It wouldn't make anyone else happy, but we would be it happy. It would just make the three of us really happy. It would be and a real charity case. really upset. Yep. <laughs> Listen, at least, like, even if it's not going to really be, like, a good show for you and, like, make profit or whatever, it's low budget. Netflix, you it's make true. all the TV shows in the world. Just have them all share the same woodchuck. Ma- just have them all share the same mascot costume. Netflix, some of your shows are for nobody. This show would be for three people specifically. <laughs> You already have a market, and then you can just yeah. expand it to all the Dave Coulier clones that we still have. Oh my god. <laughs> so is everyone played by Dave Coulier? Everyone, everyone is, is played by Dave Coulier. You cannot tell okay. who's speaking at what point. It's it's chaos. <laughs> oh it's god. really bad. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Please make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joey's horrible children torment Max and Ramona for a while. In like one minute, they fully cover Max in teepee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Right? And then like within the minute they spend checking on Max and teepee, they ha- happen to roll up Ramona with the carpet. They burritoed Ramona. How did yeah. they accomplish this? Where did they get the carpet? That's it. That is true. I was. They're I was, half her size. How did they manage to push her down in the first place? All of these are valid questions. I was about to say. Well, I think I, I guess you could roll up a person in a carpet pretty quickly. But you're right. It's like, how do they have the strength to subdue Ramona? They are they literal demons? Are they? Do they have supernatural strength? And two, yeah. Where did they get the fucking carpet? I did not see that carpet. Yeah, that carpet was not there earlier. I are they again? Did they conjure it through dark magics? <laughs> yes, they're all little gremlins. All, I guess imp. An imp would yeah. be a better term, probably. They're imps. Horrible imps. They're horrible little imps. Yeah. Um, and through all of this, Joey just laughs at their antics. And we're like... And I remember thinking... Like, in other episodes, it's established they kind of pretend to be good in front of their parents. So Joey and Joey's wife never catch them. In the act, and that's like, kind of the horrible thing. They're not even trying to hide no, it from Joey. This no, episode. and Joey's just like, these guys are great. This situation has gotten so bad, they don't even pretend that they're not demons. Yeah. And to hey kids, Joey's credit, out. Yeah. <laughs> to Joey's credit, that was very good, Zach. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. He should have said it. He didn't. He, he didn't. To Joey's credit... He says to Kimmy, aren't they great? And Kimmy goes, really? And Joey goes, no, they're terrible. I hate my children. <laughs> <laughs> he, his, his, his lines are, no, they're the worst. And he says, I am this close to leaving them at a fire station. <laughs> Joey's going to abandon his kids. I love that. That's not even like a hyperbolic thing. He could just abandon them at a fire station. He's yeah. seriously contemplating it. Potentially. And by the way, yeah. he said this is after a week alone. And to be fair, after seeing his kids for like half an hour, I understand. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Understand completely. So what happens after this scene? Well, well Kimmy tells Joey, you got to set boundaries. And he's like, but it's hard. And then the scene ends. And they do they establish here that. He could use Disneyland as a bargaining chip, but he also doesn't want to miss out on Disneyland. It's possible. They do establish at one point he's supposed to go to Disneyland with his kids. And Kimmy says, well, say if threaten, you know, if they don't behave, say I'm not going to take you to Disneyland. And Joey goes, but I want to go to Disneyland. He's a he's a bad father. We thought he was a bad father in one way, but it turns out he's a bad father in another way. We thought he was a bad father because he did not know what monsters his kids were. He <laughs> I was mean, just completely okay. oblivious. I also, I also brought up an idea, an argument. If you want to go to Disneyland and you want to punish your kids, go without them. <laughs> Actually, can I, can I for a second argue against that? I think okay. saying, kids, I'm not going to let you go to Disneyland. 
peace, I'm going to go to Disneyland is actually kind of cruel and also really bad parenting. Yeah, but his yeah. kids are already kind of cruel. <laughs> I, I like that your rebuttal. I'm like, isn't it cruel to like, I'm going to take this away from you, but I'm going to enjoy the thing that you really want. That's really bad behavior. And your rebuttal is, yeah, but... Fuck them kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm. you've seen these kids I, deserve it. I don't like these kids. These kids deserve, they deserve a punishment. I, I would not suggest it under normal circumstances. <laughs> However, these kids are literal demon spawn. I, I'm just, I, I, <laughs> I would like it to be known. I'm not, I would like it to be known. I'm not a gruel person. Like this I, is just I'm because watching this parenting, parenting unfold is just delightful. <laughs> listen, I have three. Listen, I got three kids back home, and I've gone to Disneyland without them many times. Look, my kids are. Look, if a kid is is just and they the worst, turned out fine, you can treat them any way you want. <laughs> look, I raised three children. I did everything without them. I punished them constantly and enjoyed the things they wanted while denying them those very things. And it's great. We haven't spoken in years. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this would be such a debate. I just thought like, like I understand your premise. Counterpoint, that's kind of bad in its own way. Okay, so the, the heart of the debate is do we want a child who has not spoken to Joey in seven years? Or do we want a child that, to their credit, has only been in jail four times? <laughs> I think the real thing is just does the punishment match the crime? Uh, does an it? for an eye makes the whole world blind. Yeah, but it'll be fun while we do it. <laughs> yeah, but do you know how fun it is to remove people's eyes? Do you know how fun it is to ride Space Mountain without your children? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to see Joey in Disneyland and someone's like, and he's on Spaceman going like, wee, and somebody's like, sir, do you have children? And he's like, no, I left them at home. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he, does, anyway. he drinks everything at Epcot. He just wanders around for days. <laughs> By the way, you can go to Disneyland without children. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I love the image of someone being like, Sir, you seem very childlike. Do you have, are, are, are there any children with you? And he's, and he's like, nope, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, the next scene, Becky and Stephanie are at the fertility specialist. Becky is way too excited about Steph's uterus. Yeah. Her entire Jeez. character is just, I, I want everyone I know to have babies. Yeah. Why? I need an army of babies to form the greatest rowing team the world has ever seen. Exactly. Listen, at this point, the jokes write themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we find and, uh, out... As it turns out... Uh, you yeah. want to take this more? No, I mean, whatever. Steph has a few viable eggs, but she'd need to use a surrogate. And the fertility specialist... Um, says, but you only have a few eggs, so you have to start soon. And use a surrogate that you know you can trust. A surrogate who has been in your life for many, many years. <laughs> this was, I mean, it's not hard to figure out who the surrogate is going to be, but Harrison immediately on our first watch through knew, oh, the surrogate's going to be Kimmy. Yeah, just they hate each other yeah. so much. <laughs> so I figured, yeah, yeah that has to be her. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah. I, yep. Someone did say, could Steph freeze her eggs? Which, um, yeah, my mom does this for a living, but I don't, I don't know enough about everything. I feel like if I called my mom, she'd give a whole. Well, there's this and this and this. Should I try calling my mom? Should I just try that? <laughs> sure, we'll vamp for a bit while you try calling your mom. <laughs> sure. All right. So, Harrison, how are you doing today? How do you feel about? Uh, pregnancy and eggs and women's bodies. I, I hate eggs, uh, specifically wow, when they're scrambled. Wait, you? Wow, what the? F okay, hold on. Wait, hold on, I was on, gonna on. call my mom, but let's stop this. <laughs> I'm hearing Harrison hates women. Whoa! Oh, whoa. I, I thought. I thought. No, I was. I was about to defend eggs as a breakfast food. Uh, <laughs> let's not go so far. I didn't say anything about women. I wasn't gonna say he was a misogynist. <laughs> I didn't say anything about women. Exaggeration for comedic effect. <laughs>
Anyway, the next scene, DJ has set up a congratulations party for J-Money because he definitely aced the test. And then the Gibblers come in. And Ramona comes in yeah. and thinks it's for her because her dance audition went really well. By the way, that's why she was dancing earlier. She was preparing for a dance audition. We didn't. We forgot to mention that. Although the dance audition does not happen on screen. We do not see it. Um, and we do not see the results this episode. Nope. Um, which feels like a weird, weird quirk of streaming. It's like... These kind of shows are made to be sort of in these segments. They they exist in episodes. Typically, we don't have things super serialized like that. We might have a serialized thing, but usually there is a complete beginning, middle, and end in these sort of TGIF half-hour sitcoms, multi-cam sitcoms. I, I, like, I feel like this is a thing that streaming does, where like there is follow-up on Rom- Ramona's audition, but... It's just this weird little thread that's hanging in this episode. Yeah, it's it's interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I completely forgot about it, actually. Like, I remember the scene where Ramona dances, but I completely forgot she had her exam at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's... um, But so the Gibblers, Ramona says, Oh, you did a congratulations party for me? And the Gibblers immediately go, Yes. But DJ has a cake that says Jackson on it. I don't know why it says Jackson when her son's name is J-Money, but... Yeah, I never really understood that. They just refused to call him by his given name, J-Money Fuller. J-Money comes home and... You know, I just realized, like, he comes home and the scene continues to take place in the kitchen. Like, he's just there with the congratulations banner and everything, right? And then later he acts surprised, but it's like, why, why'd you even act surprised? You were in the room. I don't know. This show's weird. Okay. Do they hide the banner or something? I mean, the banner had to be up yet because Ramona says a congratulations party. You've got a banner. You've got a cake that says congratulations, Jackson. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, J Money thinks he got a for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and DJ says to celebrate, we can go anywhere you want. And uh, guys, where does J Money want to go? Arby's. 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 Nobody else joined in the chat. <laughs> he immediately responds, Arby's. And DJ does not want to go to Arby's. Well, DJ says, anywhere you want. And J Money goes, Arby's. <laughs> and she says, really, Entirely anywhere. Fair. Arby's. Clearly, DJ has deprived this poor child of Arby's his entire life. His favorite food is Arby's. They have the meat. And she's not letting him go. They have the meat. Yeah, I'm not saying... When I say his favorite food is Arby's, I'm not faulting him. I'm just saying his favorite food is Arby's, and his mother is trying to deny him of that. How dare she? But anyway, yeah, he wants to go to Arby's, but uh, he has to to hold off for a bit. But then they, his results, the results of his test should be online by now, and they check. And guys, J Money got a F. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. But he knew his stuff. Yeah. He thought he thought he was going to. There's a very good joke that we really liked because it's so dumb. He thought he was going to get into Harvard or Dartmouth. <laughs> I don't he know mispronounces why that got us those. so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. he mispronounces them. DJ says that's Harvard and Dartmouth. And he goes, no, that doesn't sound right. And you know they liked this joke, too, because they use it several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course they liked that joke. We love that joke. I love that joke. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, it sounds just, like I really like it. Uh, Gil Faison, Charmed, I'm sure, and George St. Giegeland if they tried to yeah. say Harvard and Dartmouth. Yeah, exactly. Harvard. Harvard and Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you first said that after we watched the episode, uh, I, I didn't quite get it. But right then I was like, yeah, that's them. That's them. I hear it. Clearly yep. the writers are just pen names for John Mulaney and uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, they wrote this show. They didn't spend much time on it. But they wrote this show. <laughs> they wrote it on their coffee breaks as a joke, and then they sent it yeah. to Netflix by mistake, and they picked yeah. it up. Wait, that wasn't the envelope that was supposed to go to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Steph and Becky are together again, and Steph is nervous. She doesn't know if she has the money to pay for the procedure. She doesn't know what she's going to do if she wants to go through with it. Um, But Becky is like, you got to go through with it, Steph. 
you gotta have a baby. If you don't, you're a failure. It's the only way to be being. fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> you need that USC rower by my rower's side. It's the only thing that makes life worth living. How are we going to beat the Harvard rowing team if we don't have a, a, a complete fuller boat? But Steph wants Becky to keep this all a secret so the family doesn't find out and pressure her to have a baby. Yeah. Um, next, little demons are reading from Max's diary. While Max is hanging from the door. They've <laughs> duct taped him to the door. How did they do this? <laughs> Because they're demon, they're superhumanly strong. Yeah. It's Max is higher up than, like, they're not tall enough to have hung Max there. No. How did they even get? I guess they could have had a step stool or something, or probably metamorphosed into giant demon forms. Yes. And just hung him up. I'm just imagining them, like, slightly taller, turned red like Hellboy, and they're just like, like ripped demons just pinning Max to the wall. Yeah. Jo Joey wasn't in the room when they were born. It was actually, there was a summoning circle. He just, <laughs> there was, there were some hijinks. They were swapped with the real babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The real babies are in hell now. Yeah. It would have been just as terrible because they would have been raised by Joey. But. Yeah. Ooh, I want, I want another pitch, another pitch. Yeah. I want a sitcom where some demons are swapped with babies and the devil now has to raise a bunch of children in hell. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. That would be really funny. Yeah. This is not like Satan's going to punish babies. Yeah. They're, they didn't sin or anything. Yeah. They're just not baptized. What are you going to do? Drown them in fire? Yeah, they're babies. <laughs> oh, and you have like one demon who's like, yes, my lord, we shall get started on their punishment. The devil's like, what What the fuck? <laughs> Slow down there, okay? These are children. And they need some <laughs> wacky hijinks because the other demon wants to kill the babies. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, it's a right-hand man and he's just too into it. Yeah. It's not a, like, he's not like a villain of the show. He just like kind of doesn't get why the devil wants to raise these kids. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I am picturing him like looking kind of like Grima Wormtongue or something. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joey then, Joey's going to do it. He's going to get tough with his kids. Yes. Um, so he goes in, he, he opens the door. Max is still duct taped to the door and Max just pushed right into the wall. Yep. Poor Max. He really got, got just messed up. This was his hubris. My thought here was I thought he was going to like slam it in, like slam the door open and send Max flying into the wall and he like <laughs> makes a noise and he's like, oh, what's Max doing on the door or whatever? Nope. But he goes through this entire scene unaware that Max is hanging on the other side of the door. Which I think is funnier. I think leaving yeah. Max up there the entire time is really good. Yeah. Plus, it's a fitting punishment. It's Max being punished for his hubris earlier when he was so yes. insecure exactly. about his brother's yeah. success. Max is being punished for what was definitely hubris. <laughs> yes, indeed. But yeah, so he's just hanging up there the whole time, and they do yeah. make good use of it. It's really funny. But um, Joey tries to get tough with them. He does a whole sheriff voice where he says, there's a new sheriff in town. And he's a little tougher, and then he's like, I can't do this, and he runs out, and Kimmy says something to him, but I remember it was weird, because Kimmy doesn't, like, give him any advice, she's just kind of like, well, I guess that was that, and Joey's like, no, I'm gonna try again, and he goes in, and he says, hey, you're all terrible, and no Disneyland if you keep being terrible. And they're like, okay. Yeah. They, they're all, they all, that works. They've yep. been, they understand there are repercussions for their actions. Max starts to scream, but he has duct tape over his mouth. And as he starts going, mm, mm, all of Joey's kids go, mm, 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 drowning out Max's screaming, which might be, I think, the darkest fucking thing that's been in this show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They're like, it's our secret language. It means we love you. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's their excuse. But it's 
They're drowning out his screams. No one... Max <laughs> is drowning in, out his cries for help. Yes, Max is crying for help. He's desperate. And his screams will never be and heard. I feel like this kind of thing would only ever work on Joey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it, it works. Yep. <laughs> Nothing gets past Joey. He's a genius. Max is just hanging up there. An impenetrable fortress of parenthood. Yeah, J Money and DJ go to talk to J Money's teacher. We were so excited for this. Because yeah, we, really we remembered. Sad we know that he is a very, very sad man. I know he has a name. He's like Mr. Beinberg, but I just called him Sad Teacher in my notes. Yeah, yeah Sad Teacher. That's what I call him too in my head. Although some yeah. So DJ and J Money go to Mr. Sad Teacher Man and they're like, hey. Well, first she startles him, so he drops his sandwich. Yes, he drops his tuna fish sandwich. He picks it up, kind of goes to eat it, and she says, you're not going to eat that, are you? And so he stuffs it in his jacket pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Without a, no bag or anything, just a full-on sandwich. He goes, no, I'm not going to eat it. That's my tuna pocket. That would be disgusting. I'm I'm, I'm not a little dirty boy like that. (laughs) What am I, some little pig boy who eats tuna sandwiches off the floor? I am. Just going to drop this off for later use. How desperate is he that he needs to do this? Is it just... (laughs) Is this like the only tuna sandwich he has access to? Harrison, this is his only food. Don't be cruel. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't eaten in days. Do you know how little they pay teachers? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I would also like to point out, I noticed midway through the scene, he has... The teacher has an earring in. Yeah. He does. I mean, like, no, it's fine. You can wear an earring if you want. I'm just like, oh, he Look, has he's, that. He's very That's sad, cool. but he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy with an earring. Yeah. But anyway, the teacher explains he thought it was weird, too, that Jay Money got a F. So he checked the test. He graded it by hand. And it turns out Jay Money started on line two rather <laughs> than line one. This was very easily resolved. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I will say here's here's what I appreciate about that. J Money's an idiot. Yeah, we all yes. know this. Yeah. So this yes. is a way to let him ace his history test while still being true to his character. Yeah, of an idiot. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Completely true. Yeah. He got a ninety four. He did. He's Congrats, J Money. Yeah. Congratulations, our sad boy, Jay Money. Yeah. Sad teacher says he's so happy he could smile, and then he, like, physically can't smile. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. And then DJ goes to hug him. Um, <laughs> we have the yeah. saddest moment. <laughs> well, yeah, he goes, whoa, I have a girlfriend. Because he can't have any contact from another woman. Or he doesn't actually have a girlfriend, and he's just so afraid of DJ's touch that that's the only way he can think to get out of it. <laughs> He's afraid to put himself out there. He's been hurt before, and he's afraid to feel. He's afraid of getting hurt again. Poor yes. not psychowitz. Yeah. <laughs> not psychowitz. Poor sad teacher man. Poor sad teacher man. Um. Anyway, but then, yeah, we c- go back to the house. Um, in another one of what I think is one of the most creepy scenes of this entire show. Joey's kids are cleaning. They're sweeping the floor. They're polishing things. And they're going, yes, father, are we cleaning well? And Joey's like, yep, you kids are doing great. Might we go to Disneyland if we clean, father? <laughs> like, it's like literal cult behavior. Yeah. Yep. There have been jokes about how much this family is like a cult before. But yeah, they're just on this, in this house, in this compound, just spending their days cleaning things to appease their leader, hoping for some reward. I it's I think the fact that, like, I just, it's very weird to me that the moment his kids are now behaving, it's not just that they're behaving, it's that Joey has forced them to clean the house. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. He goes so really mad weird. with power. Just yeah. And they're also going, yeah. father... Might we please clean the house, Father? Might we please go to Disneyland, Father? <laughs> yeah, they do all they they do all develop British accents. They do have English yes. accents now. They develop a cockney. Might we accent. go to Disneyland, Father? 
God bless us, everyone. <laughs> I noticed that there was a Windex bottle that was just conspicuously placed, like, facing the camera dead on for, like, ten seconds. I don't know why it really caught me there, but I was like, product placement. But, but Harrison, Windex is the best cleaner around. <gasps> is it? We Wink all should buy into it. the camera with oh. sparkle. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've used a lot of cleaners, and this was the best cleaner I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> But because they're so good, Joey gives them back Disneyland. But then, Max and Ramona run in. Mm-hmm. And they've got some news for Joey. What? Max and Ramona come down, and they're like, Joey, look what your kids did to our toys. They cut the heads off and put them on the other person's toys. And the kids are like, wait, we didn't actually do that. And Joey's like, no more Disneyland for you. Because you did you did the bad thing, and they're like, and he's like, you know, as punishment, we're gonna stay here for the night. Yeah. And Max and Ramona have realized that their plan has backfired <laughs> significantly. This was maybe my favorite moment of the episode because this they immediately so go, "Wait, they're gonna be here? So we destroyed our own possessions for nothing?" <laughs> and immediately the adults are like wait, you did this? And they're like, yeah, punish us, not them. Go away, go away, leave so and never good. return. Oh, it's so good. And Joey's like, wait, if my kids are good, we can go to Disneyland. And everyone's really happy because the, ki the kids are really happy because they're going to Disneyland. Ramona and Max are really happy because they're getting the fuck out. Yeah, Kimmy goes, why are you two so happy? And Ramona and Max in unison go, they're leaving. It's just, it's very, I really like Ramona and Max in this scene. Just, I like them yeah. together. I like them plotting together. It's so good. I like how yep. immediately they're like, oh shit, this backfired. Yeah, we did this. This was a plan. Correct this was me a if scheme. I'm wrong, but this isn't a character dynamic we get a lot of, is it? Not a lot. I, don't I feel think so, like no. as time goes on, we begin to see more of this kind of like, group dynamic between all the younger characters yeah but this isn't yeah. a dynamic we see a lot i just i always like when characters are like scheming together yeah that's yeah, great yeah for sure what one more spinoff if i could pitch it it's always yes. sunny yes. jr it's always sunny <laughs> yes. philadelphia babies Complete, yes. yeah i'm i'm in i'm oh, in 100 totally it's just in. as dark it, or it, yeah <laughs> or it's just mischievous <laughs> like it's the untitled goose game no, I'm, um, I'm yeah, um, I'm imagining it's um, like it's always sunny. In it's like it's like always sunny, but it's just a bunch of like petty pranks. Yeah, well, it's 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 a baby walking and going. What's up, bitches? I'm a man cheater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, then there's the scene where they're gonna do Jay Money's party again. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna do Jay Money's party again. They're all waiting for him, and then Steph walks in, sees the congrats sign, assumes it's for her, and says, "Becky, why'd you tell everyone that maybe I could have a baby? I told you not to." And everyone's like, "Wait, Steph, what are you saying?" She jumped the gun. She had yep. a gun, and she jumped it. Yep. Yeah. And they all get super excited for her, but Steph says, I know, don't get excited. I'm not doing it. And then she leaves. And Jay Money comes in, acts super surprised <laughs> to see the banner and everything. But everybody's it's like really bad acting surprise. Oh my though. God. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh my God. This is all for me. For me. You even got a cake that says, Congratulations, Jackson. I don't know why you'd say that. My name's Jay Money, you, <laughs> you dummy. My name's Jay Money, you idiots. You, you dummy, which I am not because I got an A on my history test. But everybody's just so shell shocked from what happened with Steph. So Jay Money is like, guys, the, I acted surprised. The least you could do is act happy. <laughs> Steph's going through a crisis, but like, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Becky goes to Steph. Um, and tells her, you have to do this because she's still weirdly intent on making Steph do this. I mean, they say a whole thing of, you know, Becky says like, you, I know you want to have a baby. And they did establish that it's not that Steph doesn't want children. It's that she can't have children. But still, I just think it's so weird how much Aunt Becky is pushing for it. Yep. It's just, it's a little uncomfortable every time she does it. 
It feels yeah. uncomfortable. And again, it's because her only character trait is wants a baby or wants others to have babies. That's the only two things she's been involved in doing in this show. So that's what makes it feel like she's pushing Steph rather than yeah. helping Steph. If slash yeah. when we have inevitably watched Full House, the prequel series together, um, I do wonder if we're going to start noticing this a lot more. Because I know like a big part of her character arc is having babies. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a whole storyline where she's pregnant and yeah. she and Jesse have children. Yeah. But uh, she was better developed in that, in that original show. It wasn't the only thing she did in that show. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, she recruits yeah. everybody to go up to Steph and convince her to have the baby. Well, well, what she says is, you know, you know, if money is the reason you you can't let that stop you from doing this. And Steph kind of admits that it is the money. She doesn't have the money to do this. And then everybody's like, we'll contribute. We'll pitch in Steph and help you. And then they're going to celebrate. So or J Money says, like, can we still go out to celebrate my A? And DJ says, sure, where you want to go? And guys, where is it? Arby's. Arby's. They have the meats. Gotta have those meats. And we do the whole Arby's, anywhere you want Arby's, anywhere you want Arby's thing again. And then all of Joey's children start chanting Arby's. J Money leads an army of children out the door and is like, don't worry, mom. I'll call, I'll call, I'll make a reservation with his army of children. Joey's children are arguably more excited to go to Arby's than they are to go to Disneyland. My God. Yes, that's entirely true. Just let him have his heartbeat. And that's how the episode ends. Jay Money in his natural role leading an army of children. <laughs> and with Jay Money's natural role, I think this brings us to our natural role, discussing who is the saddest boy of this episode in Sad Boy of the Week. I have maybe I kind of know who I'm leaning towards, and I think it might be kind of a weird answer. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much of an idea. Honestly, I'm trying to think about it, and I'm like, I don't think anybody particularly sticks out to me. I know. So can I say the one character who sticks out to me as my nominee? Yes. yes. Sad teacher, man. Ah, uh, yes. I, yeah, that's what I nominee. thought you were going to say. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I think we can have, like, Max or Joey. I think Joey. Nominees yeah, maybe well. Joey. Um, I think Joey has an argument. Um, yeah, Max... Max suffers a lot this episode. I don't know how sad he is in the classical sense, but no, I think Max Max can work. Do you want me to... One thing for sure is not J-Money. J-Money finally got a win. J-Money got a win. He got the dub. Victory Royale. Do you want me to run through their cases, or do we have any more nominees? I guess i go for it. Um, to begin with, Max is jealous of his older brother when his older brother for once in his life might do well on a test. Um, and also jealous of his little brother because his little brother is a literal baby and is thus very cute. Um, he's learned Japanese and Swahili oh, for nothing. Wait, can we add Becky to the list of sad boy of the week and yeah. Becky? Yeah. Okay. We can add Becky. I feel like that's more of an obvious nominee that I just yeah. forgot about until now. Anyways, continue. Max, when there's a knock at the door, he lets our guest in and unleashes the horror of the demon children. Um, he, within like five minutes of that, uh, is fully wrapped up like a mummy in toilet paper. Uh, he, The demon children read his diary while Max is duct taped to the wall. He is left duct taped to the wall. Uh, he destroys his own toy in a scheme to get rid of the children, which backfires. <laughs> Though in the end, in the in the end, the children then go away, and Max is able to have peace. Uh, Joey shows up with his horrible children, and is just enabling all of their terrible deeds. Uh, just straight up laughing at them. And then he admits the truth, which is Joey hates his children. He spent a week with them and he realizes how horrible they are and he doesn't want his children anymore, his four children. He, he doesn't want to, 
to punish them by taking away Disneyland because he wants to go to Disneyland. And he, of course, doesn't do the logical thing, which is say they can't go, but then go without him. The very cool <laughs> thing to do. I still parent. think it's a valid strategy for these demon spawns. He finally tries to... He tries to keep to get them in line, can't muster up the courage. Then he goes in and he does it. He does it. He forces his children to clean and refer to him as father, presumably, um, in a very unsettling way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's tricked by Ramona and Max. He completely <laughs> falls for it. <laughs> Nothing gets past him. Nothing gets past old Joey. To be fair. That's, I don't, I don't blame him for falling for it. Oh yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, like I, it's totally something that his demon spawn children would do. Exactly. Yeah, it no, it feels like character. them. I just, I just wanted to phrase it that way. And unlike in most fiction, I, I could not tell that Ramona and Max were lying. I, for a second, I, I believed them. Oh no, I knew they were lying from yeah, the start. I, I, I knew they were lying, but more out of like, that's how this kind of thing works. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, because in my mind, as soon as he heard that, I was like, why doesn't Max and Ramona, why doesn't, like, Max just start plotting and, like, do something and blame it on them? And then he did. <laughs> I'm in awe of your mind, Zach. I'm truly in awe. I'm, I'm at, I got 3,000 IQ. My brain is just three <laughs> steps ahead. To be fair, you need to have <laughs> a really high IQ to understand Fuller House. Uh, <laughs> based on based on your tone when you said, like, I have 3,000 IQ. I'm three steps ahead. I thought you were going to start to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, my mind's three steps ahead, and if you don't like it, go to my bed and go to sleep because you need to rest. And if you don't know that I am the best, it was a really good Musical unintentional Lin Manuel Miranda impression. Well, oh, do, do you want me to do Lin Manuel Miranda? Only if you want to. Hey, I'm here doing the sad boy of the week. Uh, we're here to determine who's a big freak. I couldn't come up with another rhyme. So I'm doing this all the time. I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> Musical bits. Yeah, I think that's Joey's case. Aunt Becky, um, she wants Steph to have a baby. Then she's really weirdly invested in Steph having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, like, can't rest until everybody in the world has babies. Um, and that's kind of her whole deal in this episode. Yep. So... A sad teacher whose name I forget. I know it's Mr. It starts with a B it's, and it ends with like, a I think Tyler said it was Mr. Bienberg or something. Mr. Like Bienberg. That? Oh. That's what I thought. Um, Mr. Bienberg is so startled that anybody would want to talk to him that he drops his tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> he immediately picks it up, intending to eat it, but to save face, instead does the very normal thing <laughs> of stuffing it into his jacket pocket. <laughs> yeah, he is so happy. This is a good thing. He's happy that his student did well, but he cannot smile because he physically cannot smile. He does that thing. He says, I'm so happy I could smile. And then he stands there making the same face for a few seconds. And then when DJ, out of her joy, goes to hug him, he goes, whoa, I have a girlfriend because he just can't handle. He thinks DJ's coming on to him and he just can't handle that interaction. And also his ear is pierced. Yes. Which is a thing. And he presumably goes home to eat his pocket sandwich. <laughs> yes. His pocket All right. sandwich. Um, I, oh, I'm trying to figure out. I'm a little out. more torn than I thought I was going to be, but. Yeah, I, I honestly, at this point, I think I'm leaning towards Aunt Becky because her entire plot this episode and really for most of the series is just like, I want everyone I know to have a baby and I'm going to drag my niece to this uh, fertility clinic so she can have a baby. And it's, I don't I, I'm going with Aunt Becky. I think, I think that's my vote. I'm still sticking with Mr. Bienberg because his sadness was the funniest sadness to me. I am stuck between Joey and Mr. Bienberg. Who I think we should just call sad teacher man when we post about this on sad social, teacher man. social media. Vote with your heart, Harrison. I think I gotta go with Sad Teacher Man. I gotta go with him. He's just so funny. You know he deserves to be on the leaderboard, if I'm being completely honest. I know there was a, another episode where he's, like, brought up by name, 
And we were immediately like, this guy needs to be on the sad boy of the week leaderboard. Yeah. And he wasn't in the episode, so we didn't give it to him. He deserves to be on the leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with this. So I think that's it. Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah. Yep. Good. Well, that's that's another episode of the Fullest House podcast. Um, please uh, follow us on social media. We are at Fullest House Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller. And may you too have a baby. Mm-hmm.